If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You can release your podcast in seasons. In fact, this is what I recommend a lot of beginners do. Now, if you choose to do this, what you can do is you can create three, five, 10 episodes and have a bunch of episodes ready to go to be released. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Chances are, if you listen to podcasts, which I'm guessing you do because you're hearing my voice right now, you maybe have wondered these five words. Could I start a podcast? Should I start a podcast? Now, it's no secret that podcasting has absolutely exploded in popularity. It is this unique and super powerful tool that allows you to reach and engage with your audience. Obviously, I can speak from experience. But before you jump into the world of podcasting, it is crucial that you ask yourself the right questions to really understand if this is the right platform and medium for you. Inside of today's episode, I'm going to be exploring the five essential questions that every potential podcaster should consider before hitting the record button. Whether you're a seasoned marketer looking to expand your current repertoire or a newcomer curious about the podcasting landscape, this episode is filled with the insightful information that you need to make an informed decision about whether or not you're going to start your own show. Now, before we dive in, I wanted you to know if podcasting is something that you are sure you want to do, I have an upcoming free class that you are going to love. It is called Podcasting 101, Three Easy Steps to Launch Your Show. You can save your seat at freepodcastclass.com. Inside of this class, I'll walk you through how to navigate from planning your show to sitting down and hitting record all the way through monetization strategies for a podcast. Again, you can save your seat right now at freepodcastclass.com. Now, if you're not sure if podcasting is for you, keep on listening. This is the perfect episode for you to make that decision. Without further ado, let's dive on in. 
What if you could find, track, and close deals all in one place? And what if your schedule and your goals, your to-do list and emails were organized in one tab instead of dozens? What if connecting with customers didn't leave you with so many what-ifs? And what if I stopped talking in questions and just told you about HubSpot Sales Hub? Meet the new powerful and easy-to-use sales software designed to help sales teams prospect smarter, grow revenue faster, and mine deeper customer insights all on one connected platform. With HubSpot Sales Hubs, your data, tools, and teams are fully linked on a highly customizable platform that's actually a joy to use. It's smart software for smart sales teams who want to close the year strong. Visit HubSpot.com slash sales to learn more. That's hubspot.com slash sales. This episode is sponsored by Higher Dose, at-home wellness tools inspired by biohacking technologies to ignite vitality from the inside out. Visit jennacutcher.com slash higher dose and use the code gold digger for 15% off site-wide with the exceptions of full saunas, bundles, and subscriptions. Question number one to ask yourself is, what is my purpose and message? So I think it's really important before you start your own podcast, really define the purpose of the podcast and the message that you want to convey. What are your goals? Like, is it for entertainment? Is it education? Is it storytelling or to make people laugh? You really want to understand what your purpose is because that's going to guide your content and also give your audience a glimpse into what they can expect as they become subscribers of your show. So if you want to work through a few extra questions, if you're like, oh my gosh, how do I know what is my purpose in my message? I feels too big. Some of these questions might help you. So what is something that you could hop on a stage and speak about for an hour totally unprepared? Whatever popped into your head right now, that's probably a good inclination of what your topic could be. Or maybe you think about what is something that comes easily to me that is life-changing or mind-blowing for other people. Sometimes it helps to have people speak into your life when you ask them that question, because a lot of times we are too close to our own genius to even recognize that it is something that could help transform other people's lives businesses, bring them more joy, save them time. And so if you're thinking, okay, I really want to do a podcast, but I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Maybe ask some people that are close to you. What is something that comes really easily to me? Or what is something that you think I'm known for? Or what is something you wish you could hear from me or learn from me? And that might get you closer to what is your message? What is your mission? Now, one thing I want to note here, and I think a lot of people get stuck at this point is that they think, okay, I have to have one very clear topic. How the heck am I going to talk about a topic? for 10, 20, 100 episodes. It doesn't just have to be one topic that you talk about, but you want it to be easily categorized. If you're struggling to figure out, okay, what category would I see my podcast in? Hop onto Apple Podcasts and scroll through the different categories to start to dream about where your show would fit in. I know when I wrote my book, I would walk into Barnes and Noble and I would walk through all the different shelves and I would ask myself, okay, where do I want to see my book? And I think the same can go for podcasting. So here are some different categories that you can consider. Remember, think about what lights you up immediately when I say it. So there's arts, business, comedy, education, fiction, health, history, news, religion and spirituality, science, society and culture, sports, technology, true crime, TV and film, government and organizations, hobbies, music, kids and family, self-improvement. There are so many different categories and a lot of subcategories that fall under those big umbrellas. So think about 
out which one lights you up and where you visualize your own podcast landing. For example, my show is in the business category and then beyond it, it's in the marketing subcategory. But I still talk about things like work-life balance and motherhood and body image and all different topics that are covered on this very podcast. So while I have a main category, I still have different pillars of content that I cover within my own show. So let's kind of review some examples of a podcast purpose in different niches. So a motherhood podcast purpose could be to empower women and make them feel less alone on their motherhood journey. Or a show about health and wellness could have the purpose of helping people become the best version of themselves. Sports podcasts could have the purpose of educating and entertaining sports fans with game recaps and stats. It just has to be something that you're passionate about something that you're not going to run out of steam on. Now, let me tell you a quick story. Before I started my podcast, my brother actually gave me a microphone. He had bought it for some project, didn't need it any longer, and he handed it over to me. And he said, Jen, I really think you should start a podcast. And I literally remember laughing at him and being like, what would I talk about? I would totally run out of topics. There's no way that I could go beyond five shows talking about one topic. Well, the joke was on me because now we're 700 plus episodes deep and I still haven't run out of things to say. And so if you're thinking, gosh, I don't know how I would keep talking about this one thing. I want for you to remember two things. It can evolve so it can have a lot of different pillars that fall under that main umbrella of your category, but also you are going to continue to evolve and grow and so will your show. So my brother was right. And for the record, my brother has his own podcast now. So really what I should do is return the mic to him. Question number two is, do I have the time and commitment that it takes to be a podcaster? Podcasting takes time and consistency. Producing episodes, planning them out, editing, promoting, engaging with your audience, it all takes time, right? Consider if you have the dedication and the resources in order to maintain a regular podcasting schedule. So when I was first starting out with this podcast, it started as an experiment. Literally, I had an off season as a wedding photographer. Basically, what I mean is I was shooting between the months of April in October. And then I had November all the way around through March where it was just a quieter time. We live in the Midwest. The wedding season is mostly in the summer. And so during that off season, I was like, I think I'm going to experiment. And I think I want to start a podcast. Now I was at a place in my business where I was ready to invest to save myself time. So from day one, I hired someone to edit the episodes. I didn't want to edit. I just wanted to talk. And I also had some help with a VA of getting the show out. Now, let me tell you that when I launched my podcast. It was literally me and one other person on my team for all the things. I didn't have a team of 10. I didn't have a bunch of copywriters and content writers and editors and and social media people. I didn't have any of that. It was just me and one other person. But from the very beginning, I said, okay, I think I'm going to invest in having an editor so that I don't get bogged down in some of those details. If you are someone who uses the idea of perfection as a form of procrastination, then this might be an area that you want to explore. So here are some of the tasks that are involved in producing a podcast. And let me just quickly say that a lot of times we trick ourselves into thinking that something is a lot harder than it is, but we also trick ourselves into thinking that something is easier than it is. I remember when I became a wedding photographer, I was like imagining my life as holding a camera and shooting these beautiful, elegant weddings every single weekend. When in reality, the actual taking pictures part was a very small portion of what the end result of being a wedding photographer was 
was. The same goes with podcast production. And I don't say this to intimidate you. I say it to inspire you. But I want for you to really think through, do you have the time and the resources to do all these things? Or are you able to financially invest money to get back time if this is something that you do desire doing, which I hope it is. So first is content preparation. So this involves researching, outlining, scripting, planning the episode's content. So depending on the depth of research and scripting required, this can take anywhere from a few hours to several days. So for me, what we do in terms of the content prep is if it is a guest interview, I now have a producer who kind of seeks out the guests, does the back and forth, gets them on the calendar, sends them the interview prep, does all of those things for me. Now, reminder, it was just me and a VA at the very beginning. So it didn't always look like this. From the content preparation standpoint for a solo show like this episode, I sat down and I outlined this entire show. I'm not reading off of a script right now. I am talking, but I am using bullet points to keep me in check because hello, ADHD, and to make sure that I deliver on the promise of the episode. And so I love to do a pretty robust outline to make sure that I hit on all the points. And that outlining process can usually take anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours based on how familiar I am with the content, how sure I am, how many stories I want to tell, what bullet. I want to hit, et cetera. Now, after you do the content prep, you are going to record. This is the part that you're probably already imagining when you're thinking about becoming a podcaster. Now, recording the actual episode takes time as well. The length of the episode, the number of hosts or guests, the need for retakes and edits can all impact the recording time. Now, on average, based off of the average of all the podcasts out there, recording could take anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours for a typical episode. If your podcast that you want to start is very research intensive, and you're bringing in a lot of different areas and facets to it, it could take a lot longer than that. Like I listen to some incredible true crime podcasts and I know that recording takes a lot longer and a lot more production. So for me, on average, the actual recording of each episode is around 45 minutes. So for interviews, we do our interviews are about 35 minutes in length, plus an intro and an outro that I record separately. And then for solo shows, we're anywhere from 20 minutes to 45 minutes. That's around the amount of time that I spend recording for the show. After you record, then comes the editing. Now, this is the area that I outsourced from day one. I did not want to become an audio engineer. Yes, I knew I could learn it. It actually is a skill that you can learn quite easily, but it can take a significant amount of time. This is where the main investment comes in, in the form of your time or investing in someone to save you time, cleaning up audio, removing mistakes or pauses, adding in music and sound effects, ensuring a smooth flow. That can take several hours for a single episode, especially for beginners. More experienced podcasters tend to be faster at editing, and there are some tips and tricks that you can utilize, but I would say this is the meat of it. And it actually makes me smile because it makes me think about my photography days. And I would shoot, you know, an eight hour wedding, but I would be editing 40, 50, 60 hours after that wedding. And so the same goes for this. After you edit the show, then you upload and distribute it. So when you upload that finished episode, you upload it to a hosting platform. A lot of people don't know this. They think that you're submitting it to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all the different platforms, but really you're uploading it to a hosting platform. Then if you are someone who wants to have things like show notes or episode artwork or the promotional pieces of your podcast, that is how you are helping distribute that. So you are creating kind of all of the promotion 
information around that episode to get the word out. That can also take a couple of hours to half of a day. And then lastly, you want to focus on engagement and promotion. So ongoing efforts to engage with your audience, respond to comments, and promote your podcast through various channels can add several hours. So when you're looking at it, a lot of times when we envision, oh, I want to have a podcast, you're like, I just sit down and record for an hour each week, right? wrong, but there are so many different ways that you can systemize this process to one, speed it up, to two, simplify it and streamline it, and to three, figure out, can I invest in this in order to get back that number one asset, which is our time. So kind of an interesting statistic, but the average podcaster might spend anywhere from five hours to 20 hours or more on a single episode, depending on the factors mentioned above. So keep in mind, as you gain experience and you develop a streamlined workflow, you can become way more efficient and reduce the time required for each episode. Now, additionally, a lot of podcasters out there get to a place where they can outsource certain tasks like editing or graphic design in order to save themselves time. Now, something else to note here is that you do not have to release episodes indefinitely. So if you're thinking about this and you're like, hey, like I have an open month right now, but like, I don't know if I can commit to this for a year. I want for you to consider something else. You can release your podcast in seasons. In fact, this is what I recommend a lot of beginners do. Now, if you choose to do this, what you can do is you can create three, five, 10 episodes and have a bunch of episodes ready to go to be released. Then you can either release them all at once or you can release them and trickle them out slowly. But that allows you to have kind of a start and end date. And also then you can take a break for a few months and then come back for the next season. Now, I love this because a lot of people get very excited about doing new projects like starting a podcast. They get into it and they're like, hey, this is working really well, but I don't think I can sustain at this pace. I was actually just talking to a friend about this because she really wanted to do a podcast. And I said, how about this? Why don't you commit to doing 10 episodes? Announce it as a season. If you love it, just keep going indefinitely. If you don't love it or you need a break from it, then you can say, I'm coming back for season two when I'm ready. And I love that because I think so often, and I've talked about this on the show so much, we paint things as a success or a failure. And if you were to start something and stop it after 10 episodes, you might chalk that up as a failure. But if you do it as a season, it allows you to really put in the consistent effort, but then figure out, okay, is this sustainable? Is this something I want to do long-term? What does this look like in my life, my work, and my business? And so I love the idea of doing seasons. Do you like fast-paced and packed with value stories of successful entrepreneurs from failures to aha moments to what's working for them today? If so, you will love Entrepreneurs on Fire, hosted by my friend, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneurs on Fire stokes inspiration and shares strategies to fire up your entrepreneurial journey and create the life you've always dreamed of. Their recent episodes about starting an RV rental business, the future of real estate, and how to cultivate a mindset of resilience have all got my wheels turning on how to generate more revenue and fulfillment. Listen to Entrepreneurs on Fire wherever you get your podcasts. If you know me, I am all about naturally improving my body's functions. And one of the easiest ways to do this is with the sun. Natural sunlight impacts countless functions in the body from skin health to energy levels to natural recovery processes. And low daily doses can lead to decreased energy, inflammation, poor sleep, and weakened recovery. Mimicking the sun's rejuvenating rays, higher doses red light face mask enhances your skin's natural processes while giving that same feel-good effect you get from laying out in the sun without the harmful UV rays. 
Red and near-infrared wavelengths are credited to aid in collagen production, reduction in fine lines and wrinkles, cell regeneration, and offer a noticeable boost in radiance, giving you a glow in as little as 10 minutes. This mask was designed with functionality in mind. The extra head strap and functional eye holes let you get your glow while doing yoga, working out, or walking around the house. I wear mine every night while I am reading before bed. Drew always just laughs at me with my head on my pillow and my Kindle in front of me. This is something I use every single day. Get your red light face mask today at jennacudger.com slash higher dose and use the code gold digger for 15% off site wide with the exception of full saunas, bundles, and subscriptions. Again, that's jennacudger.com slash higher dose and use the code gold digger. Question number three is, am I passionate about this topic? Podcasting is so much more enjoyable when you love what it is you're talking about. So are you genuinely interested in the topic that you plan to cover? Passion can sustain your motivation and your enthusiasm over the long term. I never in a million years when I started my podcast thought about year seven of talking about marketing. And yet here I am as excited as ever, excited to share new marketing strategies and things I'm trying and what is working and what is not working in the evolution of the business world. And so one thing that I'd love for you to do is kind of get a lay of the land in terms of what kind of episodes would you want to create? Like what would the first 10 episodes look like for you? Just so you can kind of see a roadmap of not just the beginning, but where you want to take it. Here's an idea that could help you. So here's what I want for you to do. Hop onto ChatGPT, also known AI, and use this prompt. So say, generate 10 unique podcast episode ideas related to, and then insert in your chosen topic or theme here. Each idea should explore a different angle or aspect of the above topic and be engaging and informative for our audience. And here is where you can define who your audience is and what the end result is that you want them to get. Now, this can be an amazing way to start seeing, wait, okay, there are so many different things I can talk about. Oh my gosh. Yes. I want to talk about these things. And it can also be a way so that you don't throw everything in the kitchen sink in, in episodes one, two, and three. And now you're like, I've got nothing left to do. I love using ChatGPT for my podcast prep process because it allows me to think about different angles, different themes, different ways to present content. And again, it can just kind of be that brain boost that you need and that clarity that you might be searching for that will make you confident that yes, I can do a podcast and I can talk about this. And there are so many different ways I can talk about this. Now I'm so inspired. I cannot wait to talk about this. Now, as you think about the main category your show is going to be in, you might be concerned that like, hey, how am I going to sustain this? Or what is this going to look like? One thing that I want for you to also consider is you can think about other additional adjacent topics that can fall under that main umbrella, right? So we kind of talked about it. You're going to have a main category. You might also fall into a subcategory, but what are some of those differentiators or pillars that would still be aligned with your ideal audience, but maybe not as on the head as what the topic of your show is? Now, this is something that I think I've been able to do really well over the years, and I think that is why the show has had the success it's had, but also I've been excited about the show for as long as I have is because I'm not just talking about the same thing every single time. And so what you can do is again, hop onto ChatGPT and you can start to figure out additional topics that could fall under your main category. So you could say to ChatGPT, brainstorm podcast subcategories that could be covered within the main category of 
and then insert your chosen category topic, provide a list of diverse and engaging subcategories or content pillars that would appeal to potential listeners seeking specialized content on X. And again, you can fill in more information about you, your experience, your brand, your ideal client. The more information you give ChatGPT, the better the output is. So you don't ever want to just stop at that first output. But I think that these prompts can really help for you to break down, okay, what are some ideas, subcategories, content pillars that I can talk about ad nauseum that I'm never going to run out of steam on. When I was first starting Gold Digger, I obviously knew that I wanted to create a business podcast. I was really in that creative entrepreneurial space, and that was a space that I wanted to be in. And I knew that I could talk about it for hours, but you might not know this if you are a newer listener. When I started the show, it was interview only. I was not doing things like these solo shows. I was speaking with my guests. We were talking about a bunch of different topics, but it was very linear in terms of the formatting. And what's interesting is, is that as I expanded the show and decided to start doing solo content and teaching my own content, it really expanded how I could show up. I didn't have to rely on a guest carrying the energy and the conversation around a certain topic. I could add in my own things. And it's actually really funny because when I listen back to those early episodes, there's a massive part of me that wants to cringe. I was not a good interviewer. No one had taught me how to become an interviewer. I was just someone asking questions, but I was also interjecting my own interests and intentions and my own knowledge into it. And I realized very quickly, I need to save my own commentary and utilize it in solo shows and allow my guests to be the ones on the platform. And so it has definitely been an evolution. I like to think that I have improved over time, but really think about, okay, what is the desired format and what are some of those content pillars? Because I think it's going to inspire you and get you excited about it and not feel as stuck or fearful of like, how am I going to talk about this one thing so many times? Question number four is this, what would the main mission statement be for my show? So here's a little story. Yesterday, I was at a coffee shop working at a local coffee shop. And this man came up to me because I had a Stanley mug. And he said, oh my gosh, my 11-year-old daughter just asked for one of these. Can I ask you what size is this? Do you like it? What color should I get her? And he was like the most precious dad I'd ever met. And we got to talking and he's actually a business professor at a local college here in Duluth. And we were talking about my podcast because I said, man, Stanley Mugs have a super interesting marketing background. It's something that I actually want to do a podcast episode on. And he's like, oh, you have a podcast? What's your podcast? Told him my podcast is Gold Digger. And very quickly, I had to kind of sum up what is my mission. So he's like, oh, who is it for? What is it about? And I said, you know, I want to help small business owners grow their business so that they can experience more time, freedom and live a life that they love. I want people to have more peace and ease in their life. And for me and what I believe for many others, the ticket to that is entrepreneurship. And so I kind of had to give that whole like elevator pitch of what is my podcast and how does it serve? And so when you are thinking about this question, I want for you to think about how would I describe my podcast in one to two sentences for someone who just asked about it? Imagine you're at that coffee shop, you meet that person. Person, you get to the topic of podcasting, they say, what is your podcast? What do you talk about? What you want to think about is who are you serving? So who is your target audience? What are their needs? Who would be interested in your podcast? And thinking about how you're going to tailor that content to give them a desirable end result. So I often like to think about what the what is your podcast, the who and the how. And I like to think in that framework because you're thinking, okay, my podcast is created to serve 
who through how. And when you can get really clear on that, it not only gives you a great elevator pitch, but it also gives you that clarity to understand, okay, how am I going to get people to this end result? What does that look like? So you want to think about how can I incorporate myself? Or if you have an existing business or brand, how can I incorporate my brand identity so that it's in alignment? It feels like the value system is the same. Now, if you are someone who doesn't have a brand or a business and your podcast is going to become your brand or business, that is super exciting. And so think through what do you want that value statement, that mission statement to be? And what will you feel proud sharing with others? It's kind of funny because I have a love hate relationship with the title Gold Digger. Now, this has been the title of my podcast since the very beginning. It is on all of my websites, my book, everything. And it's so funny whenever I have to describe it to people like that man, because I say gold digger and then I have to say G-O-A-L, not G-O-L-D. And it always makes people laugh. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I hate it. But you want to think about like, what is something that you'd be proud to say that you'd be excited to share about? And what is that mission statement? When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. 
Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth. LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Now, if you are a current business owner and you want your podcast to kind of expand your offerings, expand your voice, expand your library of content, you should also consider as a business owner how your podcast can potentially help market your business. So maybe you can think about how you can use it to personalize your brand or provide extra value to your audience or get more leads into your ecosystem or build authority and credibility or improve your search engine optimization. There are so many benefits of having a podcast and adding it on to how you are sharing your message and mission with the world. And so you might also want to consider that from a standpoint of a strategy play when you are starting your own podcast as that extension. Okay. The last question is question number five. What is my unique angle or value proposition? Now, did you know that each week more Americans listen to podcasts than tune in to Netflix? Now that's pretty big, right? Because we always hear about Netflix. 41% of people in the U.S. tune into a podcast every month. 28% of the population do it weekly, consuming around 11 episodes on average while they are at it. Now, I think this is super powerful and something that I love about podcasting that people don't think about enough is a lot of times we think, why would I start a show? There are already a million business podcasts, right? I could have easily said that before I started or man, there are so many people talking about this topic. Why would they need another one? Now, one thing that I think is so unique about podcasts is that podcast listeners listen to podcasts, plural. I listen to so many different shows on a given week. I probably listen to 10 to 15 different podcasts spanning different genres and different hosts. Podcast listeners listen to many podcasts. And so what you want to think about is what is my unique angle or what is my value proposition? So get this Netflix reported 75.57 million paid streaming subscribers across the U S and Canada in the second quarter of 2023. This marked a decline of about 2 million compared with the same quarter of the previous year. Now, when we think about that, if around 144 million people in the U.S. are listening to podcasts every single month, that is a huge audience, right? You have this opportunity for exposure in a really big way, and it's showing that people's user habits value podcasting as a medium. There is so much opportunity for you to build a loyal listener base, and it also means that there is competition, but you can remember that there are so many people that are listening to many podcasts in a specific genre. So what does this leave us with? How do we set ourselves apart? I think this is a question we should be asking in every area of life and especially in business is what makes me different? You want to do a little bit of research, like research the podcast landscape to see if your idea is super unique or to see if there's a gap you can fill. One trend that I've noticed on this podcast is that a lot of entrepreneurs get their start because they're already enjoying something, but they know that there's something else that's missing. Like I just interviewed someone and she said, you know, I was reaching out to support and telling them that they should add in this feature. And then I realized I could do that. And I think the same goes for podcasting. What is it that you wish you could find on the podcast platform? What do you find yourself searching for? What kind of shows are you listening to where you want to interject and add in your own ideas? So do a little bit of research and think about how you can stand out, be a little bit different. 
It could be a unique angle. It could be a different value proposition. It could be a different format. It could be the way that you deliver it. There are so many different ways that you can very easily differentiate your content from others. And so don't look at it as a super competitive landscape. Look at it as a place for you to become and be yourself in a way that only you can. And the last thing I want for you to remember is that no one's going to deliver it the way you do. So there might be 50 other podcasts on the specific topic you want to cover, but no one has your life experience, your stories, your examples, your systems, the things that you've learned and built and evolved in along the way. I don't want you to forget that there's something so beautifully unique about you. It's so wild because I never dreamt that this show would turn into what it's turned into. I never thought that a hundred million plus downloads was even possible. It's one of those things that I look at as a blessing in disguise. I was naive when I started this podcast, and I think that helps me to show up every single week and not run out of things to say. Podcasting is one of the most powerful platforms, in my opinion. It builds loyalty in a way that so many platforms miss. It allows you to create this library of content that you can point people to one year from now or five years from now. It allows you to track your evolution. I often think about podcasting as modern day blogging. I don't know if many of you know this, but I have blogged every single week for over a decade. And I love looking at my old blog posts because it's like a journal, but podcasting is so powerful because it's your voice, it's your mission, it's your message. That's a wrap for today's episode about the five critical questions you should ask yourself before starting your own podcast. Remember, podcasting can be an incredible avenue for expanding your reach, for sharing your expertise, for connecting with your audience in a unique way. However, it is not a one size fits all solution. And I want for you to carefully consider what this is going to look like for you so that you can find true and vast success. If after this conversation, you are so excited to launch your own podcast, well, I would love to personally help you. I have a free class coming up called Podcasting 101. It's three easy steps to launch your show. You can save your seat at freepodcastclass.com. That's freepodcastclass.com. Inside this class, I'm going to teach you the first three things you need to do when you're planning out and starting your own podcast. I'm going to walk you through tech, monetization strategies, all the things I wish I would have known and thought about before I dove in. Again, you can save your seat at freepodcastclass.com. And at the end of the day, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for making this podcast what it is today. Thank you for being a listener. And I honestly want to hear your voice on the airwaves next to mine. You've got something to say, and I know there are people waiting to listen. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. And I hope to see you in my free podcasting class at freepodcastclass.com. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com.
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.